cross every Sunday. You want to know what the pastor going to preach about? I'm going to preach about the cross every Sunday. Praise the Lord. Somebody say every Sunday. Amen. Now the Holy Ghost can change it. Amen. And I know how to follow him. Amen. But the Lord told me to talk about the cross. Amen. I'm talking about the cross. I'm not talking about the piece of wood and the wooden object. Yes, that is a cross. Amen. But the message of the cross, we have gotten away from it. We have lost it. Amen. Because it's not something that's exciting. Amen. The cross is a bloody thing. Amen. Amen. The cross is a, a is not a glamorous place, but it's the place that we need to go. Somebody say you need to get to the cross. Praise the name of God. Amen. For some reason, uh, we have gotten a celebrity Christianity. We have developed a glamorous uh, viewpoint of what it means to walk with God. But if we're going to reign with God, we've got to learn how to suffer. And the cross is a place of suffering. Come on. The cross is a place of pain. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like pain. Amen. I don't like the hurt. Amen. I want to feel good. Amen. But we have to understand what the message of the cross is because all of the hurt that we experience, all of the hurt that's going on in the world, all of the hurt and the trouble that's going on in folks' marriages and folks' jobs and folks' finances and folks' physical body and folks' mind, all of that hurt. Come on, Jesus was hung up for it. Amen. He, he was on the cross suspended for our hurt so that we could be healed and we could be delivered and we can be set free. And I just believe everything that we need, God's got it. Amen. And we can have it and we can get it by faith. Somebody say by faith. Come on. And somebody say, I've got faith this morning. Amen. That the message of the cross is not foolishness. Amen. But the message of the cross, there's power. Somebody say that there's power in the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody ought to have one message. You say, I didn't go to the seminary and I haven't been to the theology school, but everybody ought to have one message. If you a believer, you ought to be able to tell somebody about Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Amen. And when you're talking about Jesus, Amen. You can't get in the intellectual debate with folk. Amen. Because God wants to connect with our heart before he connect with our head. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Amen. If you don't have it in your heart, amen, you're just talking in one ear and it's going out the other. Amen. But we've got to get this message in our heart. Amen. We've got to get it in our heart. And then what gets in our heart, amen, let it go up to our mind. Amen. And when it gets up into our mind, then it changes our life. Amen. Because then we begin to do things differently. We make different decisions. We have a different opinion. We have a different perspective because we have come to the place where redemption falls and redemption lies. And that's at Calvary. Somebody say Calvary. Open your Bible to 1 Corinthians. I've got ahead of myself and I don't have a lot of time. And so I don't have to take a lot of time because I'm going to talk about the same thing every Sunday. Praise the Lord. The cross. Somebody say the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul's letter. And we're going to start around verse 18. I'm going to read 
I normally read from the New Living Translation, but I'm going to read today from the Amplified, and we probably don't have that back there, and that's okay. But you can continue to follow me with what you have. It says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing and spiritually dead. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, I'm going to read this another way. It says the message of the cross is foolishness. Uses the word absurd and illogical. Don't make sense to those who are perishing and are spiritually dead because they reject it. But to those who are being saved, and how are we saved? By God's grace. Somebody say it's by God's grace that we are saved. Come on, we read it. It says, by grace are you saved through faith, not that any person can boast. But by grace we are saved by God's grace. It is the manifestation. Come on, we're not looking for something to come. Listen, Christ have already come. He have already died. He have already shed his blood. Amen. And where is the manifestation of the power of God? I just believe that he didn't die in vain. I don't believe that he went through what he went through in vain. But I believe there's power in the cross. There's power in his name. Come on, somebody say there's power. In the name of Jesus, there's power in the ministry of Jesus and the manifestation of the power of God is in the message of the cross. The manifestation of the power of God is not in a dream, amen, it's not in a vision, but it's in the cross. The message and the manifestation of the power of God is not in something that makes our ears itch and that makes us feel good, but it's in the message, somebody say the message of the cross. And the Bible says the message of the cross is foolishness. It doesn't make sense to those who have spiritual eyes that are closed. It says to those who are spiritually dead. Somebody said, Lord, make me alive in you. Come on, everybody in here looking at me and everybody listening to me is alive. But are we alive in him? Are we alive in him? Has his spirit come in the side of us? Have we allowed the manifestation of the message of the ministry of Jesus, which is a ministry of preaching, healing? Somebody saying this part is the key, deliverance. Have we allowed that to truly manifest in our life? Are we still struggling in darkness? Are we still struggling with sin? Are we still struggling with disappointment? Are we still struggling with mess? Or have we allowed this message of Jesus crossed and his blood and him dying for us to cause us to come spiritually alive in him so that we become the sons and the daughters of God and we manifest and walk in the fullness of his power and his strength. Thank you, Jesus. It says to those of us who are being saved, it's the manifestation of the power of God. For it is written and forever remains written. And here Paul quotes the prophet Isaiah. He quotes the Old Testament. He says, for it is written and forever remains written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the philosophy of the philosophers, and the cleverness of the clever who do not know me. I will nullify 
Then he asked the question in verse 20. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says, where is the wise man, the philosopher? He says, where is the scribe? The scholar, he says, where is the debater? That one that is uses logic, amen. We look at the Greek court and we look at the Roman period of time when philosophy and all of the thought of Socrates and all of these folk, amen, that came up with all of this stuff and they went into the forum and they began to debate. They had big words to explain everything. They had big words to describe the world. They had big words to describe thought, to reason. But it says how not God exposed the foolishness of this world's wisdom. How is it that such a, a place, the Roman Empire that was so great, but we look at it today, it is not as great or near the greatness that it was. But it had a lot of wisdom and knowledge. And we look sometimes at our own nation. Sometimes when I read the New Testament and I read Corinthians in particular, it really reminds me of the USA. It reminds me of a place that has a, a great increase in knowledge, a great increase in technology. We know how to do stuff. We know how to change stuff. I saw something the other day that says they map the human genome now 100%. There was 8% of it that they couldn't figure it out. But the researchers have gotten together and they have figured out the genetic code of the DNA and been able to say this is how this works. We know how everything works, but we have more things messed up in our world than we ever have. We continue to repeat the patterns and the mistakes of the past. We continue to see broken homes and broken lives. We continue to see broken men and broken women and broken people because the message of cross have become foolishness to us and we've gone after something else that makes us feel good that looks good that sounds good and the message of the cross we've left it behind we've taken it out of our church we've taken it out of our home you know when you was coming up you can go in grandma's house and one picture they had on the wall was a picture of jesus i don't care if you knew if you thought if he was black or white we had a bible on our table come on we had that big bible y'all know what i'm talking about i don't even know where you can buy it no more amen but we took it out of our home amen we had a cross up because it was a reminder it was a reminder this blessing we got this life we have this breath we have this family we have it's all because of Jesus it's all because of Calvary it's all because of his son Jesus died for us shared his life for us but now it's foolishness and we've taken it out we've taken it out of our home we've taken it out of our car and I don't want you to get mixed up because you have to go beyond the symbol because you can put a big cross like I got on and wrap it around your neck and be full of the devil. Come on, you can put a big cross around your license plate tag and you can hang it from the thing in your car. But if it ain't in your heart, amen, you're just driving around with the false advertisement. But it's time for us to stop advertising falsely. It's time for us, amen, to put the cross back where it belongs in front of us. Somebody say the cross got to be in front of you. 
Come on, the world behind me, the songwriter had it right, and the cross before me. Somebody say the cross before you. Come on, sometimes I got to ask myself, Lord, help me when I feel like hurting, when I feel like crying, when I feel like getting upset. Lord, when I feel like I'm not being treated right, when I feel like I'm not being blessed, then remember that the cross of Jesus Christ is before me, and there's nothing that I'm dealing with and going through that the message of the cross doesn't bring the ministry to deal with whatever area and situation is in my life. There's power that's released from that place. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say there's power in the cross. Thank you, Jesus. But it's become foolishness to the wise. In verse 21, it says, so since the world and all of his wisdom fail to recognize God in his wisdom, was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached. And this message was salvation to those who believe in Christ. Welcome him as Savior. For Jews demanded a sign. Look at this. And this is where we are today. Folk is looking for something. Come on, they're looking for something. Amen. And, and there's nothing wrong with having a heart and a mind of a seeker. But you got to be careful. Because if you're not careful, you'll get caught up in the wrong system of thinking, in the wrong system of believing. You'll get caught up because we, we live in a spiritual world. Come on, we in a spiritual USA. We in a spiritual. You got a lot of folk, they spiritual on your job, but they not saved. Do you hear me? It's a lot of folk that's spiritual. They know all kind of stuff. They can explain and talk to you and it sound real good, but they're not talking about Jesus. And listen, we have replaced the message of the cross with knowledge and information and human wisdom. But we need to get back to what the word of God says. Because if you're seeking a sign, you'll find one. Amen. The old folks used to say, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. Amen. You ever wonder, you ever had a relative, and I'm not preaching about nobody, but they, they come from out of town somewhere. Amen. And they, they, they have problems at home, and they find where they go out of town, and they find the same problem where they go. They find folk that's drunk. They find folk that get high because you look for what you find, and wherever you go, you're going to find it. But listen, I'm telling you, we need to look for God, and we need to look for God in the place, amen, where his son was set up. And this is what he said. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. We need to look for him back at the place of Calvary. We need to look for him back at the place of the cross and stop seeking and looking for some, something magical and master, mystical, or mystical to occur. Seeking a sign. I'll never forget it. You'll fill a church up if you say you've got a certain prophet coming to town. Because folks are looking for a sign. Listen, you'll pack this parking lot out. But we are seeking miracles, signs, and wonders. But what about the message of the cross? What about the ministry of Jesus? What has happened to us where we have become? To this place where things have become foolish to us and we are looking for more. But the cross is no longer enough. The cross is no longer enough. So we need something else. Come on, we're seeking human wisdom. There's nothing wrong with studying your Bible. There's nothing wrong with getting in the word. And we don't do that enough. But what are your motives and reasons for doing it? 
It says, so we preach that Christ was crucified. The Jews are offended. I'm here to tell you right now, the gospel, the real gospel will offend somebody. Oh, praise the Lord. Listen, you get to talking about Jesus. You'll offend somebody. I'll never forget. I was on my job. And they start talking about religion. But they wasn't talking about Jesus. And they said, we're going to promote these religions. But if I said I wanted to talk about Jesus, you have a problem with that. But they don't have a problem talking about this, that, and the other. I'm not going to call names. But when you get to talking about Jesus, that offend folk. Why? Because it's the spirit behind it. Because he's the way. What does the scripture say? He's the truth. And he's the life. Amen. The Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's nonsense. It's a lot of folk. This message have become nonsense. They say it didn't work for my grandma. It didn't work for my grandpa. It didn't work for this person or this person. But listen, what is working for us? Listen, we think we're blessed. We think we are having success. But listen, if we haven't shared in the ministry of the message of the cross we have missed the most very important foundation of who we are, of whose we are, and why we are here. I wish y'all hear what I'm saying this morning. I've got to bring this to a close. It says in verse 23, for the verse 22, the Jews demand signs, attesting miracles. The Greeks pursue worldly wisdom and philosophy. But this is what I like. Verse 23, Paul says, we preach Christ. Thank you, Jesus. A message which is a stumbling block. What is a stumbling block? It provokes opposition and the Gentiles' foolishness. It's just other nonsense. But to those who are called, and listen, he includes the Jew and the Greek. He said both the Jew and the Greek. What is the Greek? The Gentiles. What is the Gentiles? Non-Jew. That's you and me. It says to those who are called, Christ is the power of of God. Somebody say Christ is the power of God. And it says Christ is the wisdom of God. You're looking for power. You're looking for wisdom. It's Christ. Somebody say it's Christ. Christ is, is the power of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. But this is because the foolishness of God is not the foolishness at all. And is wiser than men, far beyond human comprehension. Listen, we do our best to try to explain stuff, but it's some stuff just not going to make sense. But you got to have faith in what God said. Come on, you got to have faith in who God is. Somebody say amen. Amen. Don't ever let the message and the ministry of the cross, the, the ministry of Jesus, become foolishness to you. It says that this foolishness, if you want to call it that of God, is wiser than men. Far behind human comprehension and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Far beyond the limits of human effort. Just look at your own calling, believers. Not many wise according to human standards. Not many powerful or influential. Not many on high and noble birth. But God has selected the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Thank you, Jesus. And God has selected the weak things of the world, to shame the things which are strong. God has selected, thank God for what he has selected. He don't pick what we pick. 
he don't look at things like we look at them. The things that we write off. And that's why we got to be careful in this season when you're looking for Jesus. Because sometimes the place you find him is not the place where everybody is. Sometimes the place you find him is not Come on in the palace. It's in the pit. Y'all not going to hear me. Sometimes the face you find Jesus is not in a place, amen, where you've got money running over, but it's in a place where you broke and you're looking for how you're going to pay your next bill. Come on, listen to me. Sometimes the place where we find Christ, where we find Jesus, it look foolish. It feel foolish, but it's not foolish because he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. It, he takes the foolish things. He takes the wisdom of men and he makes it insignificant. Thank you, Jesus. It says in verse 28, God has selected the insignificant based things of the world and the things that are despised and treated with contempt. The things that are nothing so that he might reduce to nothing the things that are. And that's why we got to be careful, too, how we treat people. Listen, they may not went to school like you. They may not live where you live. Amen. But he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Thank you, Jesus. The things that are insignificant in the world, the things that are despised and treated with contempt, the things that are nothing, so that he might reduce to nothing. The things that are. My God. God have a way of turning something into nothing. And taking nothing and turning it into something. I wish y'all helped me preach today. I got to stop. God have a way of taking nothing and turning it into something. And taking something and turning it into nothing. And listen, the power in the cross and listen, you may be in a place right now that don't feel good, that don't look good. You may be in a place right now of disappointment and shame and hurt. Amen. But listen, I'm here to tell you today right now, God knows how to trade spaces. He knows how to trade places. Listen, that place that you're in, he knows how to show up where you are. Come on. He knows how to get a man of a ministry and a manifestation of his power in the thing that folk have written off is not important. The thing that folk have written off is not going to make it. The thing, the person that people have written off, he will take the foolish things to confound the wise. It says, but it is from him, verse 30, and I'm wrapping this up. That you are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. He that is from him, that you are in Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God. Come on, Jesus is wisdom. Because Jesus is the word. And the word is the Logos. And it's what God has spoken forth to bring forth power and healing and deliverance and wholeness to us it says if he's in front of you this wisdom reveals the plan of salvation and righteousness somebody say this is the power in the cross what is the power of the message of the cross it's salvation number one it's the place of redemption it's the place where we are made right with god hear me Come on, the cross is the place where we produce and we receive salvation. The cross is the place where we receive righteousness. 
where we become acceptable to God. And then number three, the cross is the place of sanctification. And sanctification is the place of separation. It's the place where he makes us holy, where he sets us apart for God's purpose. And then I like it. The cross is the place of redemption. And what is the redemption? It says, I'm going to buy you back. I'm going to purchase you back. I'm going to provide a ransom for what? The penalty of your sin. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank the Lord for the power of the cross. What is the power of the cross? Come on, it's wisdom, number one. And it's wisdom to have understanding that we need the plan of salvation. And we need to accept it. We need to come into the righteousness of God. We need to come into a place of sanctification and separation and set ourselves apart as holy under the Lord. And then we need to receive the redemption. Thank you, Jesus. From what? The penalty of sin. The power of the cross. Come on, to thus who are saved, it is the power of God. Come on, you've got power. If you've got faith in the cross, you've got power. You've got authority. You've got salvation. You've been redeemed. Come on, if you sanctify yourself and separate your part for his work, this thing which look foolish, which feel foolish sometimes, I'm going to hear you tell you right now. Come on, sometimes living for Jesus will make you look stupid. Do you hear me? Because why? Sometimes you are in that place of insignificance. Sometimes you are in that place where it looked like you were behind and other folk are ahead. But listen, don't let the enemy fool you. He always takes things and he tries to trick us out of what God wants for us, of what God has for us, of what God wants to do in our life, what God wants to bring forward in our life. Don't ever let this message become foolish to you. Don't ever leave this message. Thank you, Jesus. Don't ever get in the place where you're looking for something, a sign. Amen. You're looking for something you've never heard before. Listen to me. Y'all better be careful. If you ain't never heard it, you better put it back. Because if it ain't in the word of God, there's nothing new under the sun. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Jesus. Now, God will reveal himself, and he will show us a side of himself that we have not seen before. And he gives us new mercy every day. But listen, this message has not changed. This message will not change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's power in the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, I want that power. I want that power. I want the power of the cross. I was reading an article. I preached too long. It talks about some 300 years after Jesus Christ had been crucified. The Romans had come in and uh, Rome and Jerusalem had been destroyed. And one of the emperors went and built a pagan temple on the place where Jesus was crucified. And an empress, I think her name was... Helene, I may be saying that wrong, she wanted to restore some of the things and find some of the things that history said were there in this place or that place. And one of the places that she sought was the place where Jesus was crucified and buried, the place where the crucifixion took place. And they did an excavation, a dig, archaeology. And in this place, they found three wooden crosses. This is a real 
this is a real thing. It's not a story that I'm telling. It's hypothetical. But they found three crosses. And that tied to history that there were three crosses at the place where Jesus was crucified because he was hung next to two criminals. And the empress wanted to find out which cross was the cross of Jesus because they believed that these were, in fact, the articles. And so they found a sick woman and they laid her body on each one. And one they laid her on, she was healed. And so they attributed that that was the one that was the cross that Jesus died on. Now, I don't know because I wasn't there. Come on, but I believe that this transcends the wooden object because we can carve a cross out of anything. But the significance of that is the power that was released from that place. And listen today, you may not have a physical piece of the cross. Amen. And you may not have to fly all the way across the world to find a fragment that remains of it. But it's right here in your heart. Come on, it's right here. If you receive by faith, you can touch the cross today. Come on, you can receive your healing today. You can receive your breakthrough today. Come on, you can receive salvation today. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say the cross. Thank you, Jesus, the cross. The Lord told me to remind my people about the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Remind them about the message and the power of the cross. We're hearing everything else. Come on. We're looking for information on how we get our next big deal. Come on. How we get this or that. Come on, let's get the word of God in us. Thank you, Jesus. Let's not be drawn away. Following the doctrines of men. Thank you, Jesus. The cross is a place of repentance. Thank you, Jesus. And that's where a lot of us need to go. We need to repent. I repent every day. Lord, forgive me. Lord, heal me. Lord, deliver me. Touch my mind. Come on. Somebody say every day you need to meet Jesus at the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Don't ever leave it. Don't ever get away from it. Don't ever be ashamed of it. Don't ever uh, allow the enemy to make you fee fee feel foolish about it. There's power in the cross. There's power in Jesus' name. I'm done preaching today. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son. We thank you for the ministry. We thank you for the message of the cross. Lord, it's foolishness to the world. But Lord, you take the foolish things to confound the wise. You take the things which seem insignificant and base. God, to cause us to come into a place of power, of healing, and deliverance, of breakthrough. And Lord, we thank you today. That place of suffering, that place of shame, that place of brokenness produced our healing and deliverance and lord don't let this message become foolish to us don't let us look and search for something in another place but lord help us to get back to the foot of jesus help us to get back to the cross of jesus thank you jesus we thank you that there's power on the cross and so today i don't want to preach the rest of my messages but we're going to break curses 
Amen. Because when you get the cross out, it's a place where things, hallelujah, transformation take place. Thank you, Jesus. It's a place where sickness have to go. Thank you, Jesus. And I feel that some of the, the enemy is trying to put some stuff on some of y'all. He's trying to put something on all of us. Amen. Amen. But we need to get the cross out. Thank you, Jesus. We need to call on the name of Jesus like never before. Come on, we need to push back darkness. Do you hear what I'm saying? How do we do it? With the power of the message of the cross. The message of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us need to change our thinking. Amen. And we need to get back to the simple things. Most of the time, the problems we have is not some complicated answer we need. It's something very simple and foundational that we've left, that we've forgotten, that have caused us to have the problem that we're having. Then it's the simple things of God that we have neglected and that we have missed. And we're trying to build upon it. But the foundation isn't right. Come on, the cross is where everything starts for us. Come on, it's at the cross. It's at the cross. Thank you, Jesus. You're not saved. You need to be saved. Thank you, Jesus. You've never repented. you never confessed Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to repent. You need to ask God to come into your heart. You need to ask him to change your mind, to change your life. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ, get in front of you. Thank you, Jesus. Put the world behind you. Thank you, Jesus. You may not have big words to explain your faith. Come on. You may not be able to communicate like I can communicate. And Paul said it. Paul was very educated and knowledgeable. But he went around not talking about this stuff we're hearing about now. It's all kind of folk preaching about all kind of stuff. But listen, there's not a lot of folk talking about the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Praise the name of God. Praise the name of God. Lord, we need your ministry. We need the message of the cross today. We need the manifestation of the power of God. We thank you for it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the name of God. Amen. I want to pray with you today. If you need prayer, you need to be saved. Number one, that's always the first appeal that you can be saved. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's always my next appeal. You can be filled with the Spirit of God. Speaking in tongues of the Spirit, give utterance. Amen. If you need to be delivered or healed from spiritual, physical, emotional, financial, I want to pray with you too. Amen. This message is for you today. Thank you, Jesus. This is not foolish. Thank you, Jesus. And it's time for us to get the cross out and keep it out. Somebody say, get the cross out. One thing I like about this cross, Jesus ain't on it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He got up. Now, I'm going to preach that on Easter, Resurrection Day. Praise the Lord. You already know what I'm going to preach about. Praise God. Bless the name of the Lord. Come on, this magical stuff. We're looking for something big. Amen. The foundational things we have left behind. Let's get back to them. Teach your children. Amen. These kids know everything. But about Jesus, come on, they need to, we need to give them Jesus. Come on, we're giving them cars and cell phones and giving them iPads and computers and giving them all kind of dolls and books. Make sure you get a Bible. Thank you, Jesus. 
Get them across. Thank you, Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Praise the name of God. I'm here to tell you today, we got to put the world behind us and the cross before us. Thank you, Jesus. Don't let it become foolish. Come on. Amen. Young men, young women. Amen. Don't, don't leave your message. Don't leave your ministry of the cross. Amen. Trying to find something cute and good. Amen. If they're not talking about Jesus, leave that joker alone. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The cross. The cross. Thank you, Jesus. God's got something for you. And listen, if you lift him up, amen, you're going to attract whatever you are putting out signals for. And listen, it's time for us to be careful that we don't put out the wrong signal because we're looking for something. Amen. Because what you're looking for, you're going to find it. Thank you, Jesus. The enemy is after your praise. He's after your purpose. He's after your destiny. He's after your ministry. Amen. But you can't have it because of the cross. Somebody say because of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. You can't have my mind. Come on, you can't have my purity. You can't have the sanctification that he brings. The place of salvation, redemption, sanctification, redemption. I'm not going to leave that place. Hallelujah. I need him today. Somebody say that, Lord, I need you today. Lord, I need you today. Come on, life is hard. Life is hard. There's a lot of stuff to get our attention. But, Lord, I need you today to keep me. Keep me at the cross. We used to sing that song. Y'all don't know it. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There's a precious fountain. Free to all, a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain. Come on, it's in the cross. It's in the cross. Come on, be my glory ever. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to stay at the cross today. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to stay at the cross today. Somebody say, Lord, keep me. Lord, keep me at the cross. Why? There's power. There's power. Hey, 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 hey. Excuse me. There's a scripture in Romans. It talks about the sons and the daughters of God being led by the spirit of God. Come on. It's time for you to manifest the power of God. Who am I talking to you? I'm talking to you. You can hear me. Time for you to manifest the power. It's folk manifesting a lot of stuff, but not God. Come on. It's time for us to manifest Jesus where we are. Thank you, Jesus. It don't take nothing for the devil to rise up. It's time for us to let Jesus rise up in us. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the name of God. Hallelujah. Yea, God, we thank you. We thank you for these on the altar. We thank you for these in the sanctuary. We thank you for the cross today. We thank you for the cross today. We thank you for the message today of healing, of salvation, of wholeness, of deliverance. We thank you for this message of redemption. We thank you for this message of healing, of salvation, of breakthrough. We thank you for this message of deliverance. We thank you for this message, oh God, of the cross. We thank you for this message. We praise you for this miracle of salvation. We thank you for the power that's released. Friend, we touch Jesus today and we thank you today that you would do something on the inside of us 
that the power of God would manifest in our life, would manifest in our situation. There's some things in the supernatural we need to break, we need to shake, we need to move, and we need you to do it. And we thank you for the manifestation of the power of God. We thank you for the manifestation of the blessing of God, of the healing of God, of the purpose of God, of the anointing of God. We praise you for it now. Rise up on the inside of us. Do a new thing on the inside of us. Send forth a healing out of us. Send forth deliverance through us. Lord, manifest your power. Don't let us be drawn away with the foolishness of men, with the foolishness of the world, with the foolishness of our feelings. Lord, help us to stay faith. Help us to stay in faith. Help us to stay in faith. Help us to stay in the cross. Help us to stay at the cross, at the feet of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. Hallelujah. 